Welcome back, my friends, to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am your host, Wilk of Wilksworld.com, and I am so incredibly grateful that you are taking the time to join me for another powerful DTH episode. Friends, at the D-Rate the Hate podcast, it's all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. See, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. That all starts with gratitude and personal accountability. We cannot control everything that happens to us in life, but we can control how we react to it. How we act, how we react, no matter what happens to us, how we react to it makes the difference. Friends, there is only one good thing about a bad attitude, and that is that we have the ability as individuals to change it. Here on the DTH Podcast, we strive to bring you great guests and provide tools to do just that. Please be sure to share it with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't done so. Ratings and feedback are always greatly appreciated. And with that, let's get to this week's episode. Those who are regular listeners of the DTH Podcast know how much I love a great story about resilience. Having conversations with those who have overcome adversity and taken that to a level of awesomeness is one of my great passions. My conversation with my guest this week, Danielle Matthews, is definitely one of those stories. Danielle sustained a life-altering brain injury after being hit by a drunk driver that left her broken down and powerless for several years. The medical world said there was no hope of recovery and told her to accept this life as her new normal. Although the brain injury had left life as Danielle knew it badly broken and her body physically impaired, her spirit was strong and she refused to believe their diagnoses. Her mind was determined to recover and Danielle did. Through the power of mind control, she attracted the mindset, techniques, and the exact healing technologies needed to fully recover. She has now shared her life-altering experience with thousands of people around the world. Listen in as Danielle and I discuss her story of adversity to awesomeness. We discuss how mindset played an integral role in her recovery, how she refused to succumb to a life of victimhood, but turned things around and has now helped thousands of people around the world, whether it be through her writing, her inspirational speeches, or talks about quantum healing and redox signaling therapy. Danielle brings so much value in another great DTH conversation. And with that, here we go. Danielle Matthews, thank you for joining me on the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So good to see you. I you know, your story is one of, of definite inspiration. I, I I love stories about people who are, are able to, you know, triumph over trauma, you know, overcome adversity in, in, in so many ways. When I saw your story and, and how, how you would, how you had suffered this, this brain injury, and then you were told that, that this was going to be the new normal for you. Why don't you tell the DTH listeners a little bit about that backstory, Danielle, because it's it's one that you know so many people they they have these things happen in their life and they think that this thing that happened to them is is going to be this thing in their life that they're never going to be able to overcome and and you know sometimes there's people feeding into that sometimes it's just their own mindset that feeds into that but they think that that's their new normal mm-hmm. and they can't get beyond it but then I see stories like yours Danielle so 
tell me or, or tell the DTH listeners what happened. How, how did this brain injury happen? Then what were the doctors telling you uh, about it? Or how did this, how did this all get started for you? Yeah, let's take you all back. So uh, it was 10 years ago. I was actually 23 years old and I was uh, in the car early morning, seven o'clock in the morning, driving through Baltimore city, going to meet my parents um, to meet up with them for a wedding. And a guy was drunk, I guess, uh, had been out partying the night before, was behind the wheel. He passed out and came into my lane and hit me head on. And so it was interesting because that morning I walked out of the car. Like I, I physically looked okay. I mean, I had burns from the airbag, right? But I, my body was looking okay, but I felt out of it. And the, uh, the medics, when they came on the scene, they said, you know, you're just in shock. Like this is shock. Your body's in shock. You know, it'll wear off. And I thought, well, I've never been in an accident before. This is what shock feels like. You know, um, I guess that's what it is. My parents get to the scene and they said, no, 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 we're going to take you in. They took me to a, um, you know, an urgent care that was attached to a a concussion clinic. And they still, they misdiagnosed me. They said, you're in shock. It'll wear off. You know, they gave me some, like something for the inflammation that was going to be, you know, from like whiplash. And in the days and weeks that followed, I felt like I was crazy. I mean, I like, I was looking at myself in the mirror and I looked like I look now, like I looked fine, but I was not myself. Like my personality had shifted. I was just not tolerant of anything. I was very rude, very blunt. Anything that was on my mind, I said it (laughs) and I couldn't handle input. Like I couldn't handle any kind of noise. Um, it was like, everything was coming at this like loud cacophony, all of it at the same time. Um, light, even natural light, like, you know, when somebody shines a flashlight in your eye, like uh, unintentionally or, or intentionally, but how intense that is. Mm-hmm. That's how natural light felt to me. It was like, I couldn't filter anymore. I had, my brain felt like it was going to explode. I had these severe migraines and ultimately I got in to my primary care. He said, no, 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 you've had an injury to your brain, Danielle. So I get in with a neurologist. I'm told I have what's called a mild traumatic brain injury, which on the scale of brain injury, um, there's mild, moderate, and severe. And so, you know, great, you know, it's great that I had a mild one, but I'll tell you, I think it's an oxymoron <laughs> because there was nothing mild about it. Uh, it turned my life upside down. I attempted to go back to work. You know, I've always thought I'm, I'm an athlete. I've, I've, you know, I've competed in swimming, snowboarding, like my whole life. I always have, and you kind of you push through, right? And I attempted to go back to work. I was teaching at the time. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't remember what I was saying. I couldn't remember that I just done a task. I couldn't remember the kids' names, and ultimately, I lost my job um, and lost my income, and had to just focus fully on getting myself healthy. And so, I had to move back in with my parents, and that, in and of itself, was intense. I mean, nobody in their twenties, right, wants to kind of move backwards, and you don't, you're not prepared for a plan B. Um, and doctors didn't really have solutions for me. And that was difficult, you know, because I had always trusted the medical community. My grandfather was a doctor and, um, my mom was more in the alternative health space, which was fine. I had both growing up, you know, I'd get essential oils and all, all the stuff my mom would do. Plus then if we needed something else, my doctor, my, my grandfather would do that. And the medical community was telling me, well, you know, we thought it would clear in a month. And then they said, well, you know, maybe it'll be three months. And then they said six months. and All the meanwhile, they're telling me there's nothing you can do. You just need to sit at home, like wait it out. And then a year in, I went in to see my neurologist and he said to me, Danielle, with your type of injury, you know, your body's done the healing that it's going to do. And this is just your new normal and you need to shape your life around your symptoms. And thank goodness, something within me just said, you're fired. Like, no way. (laughs) I just, something within me just said this, this can't be my life. I mean, 
I was dealing with such severe anxiety and depression. Uh, I had PTSD. Like I was having panic attacks that would just come out of nowhere. And it's because I couldn't plan like an hour from now. Like I didn't know how I'd be feeling to know, could a friend come over and say hello? I didn't know how I'd be feeling. And so I couldn't imagine what, you know, my future was going to look like. And here I am, you know, not earning, being told there's nothing now we can do. And I just thought, this is not a life worth living. And it's interesting what, what you were saying about how, you know, for me, it's, it was a brain injury, right? For, for you guys listening, maybe it's the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a family member, you know, we all, a diagnosis of something that seems to have come out of nowhere. Like, sure we run into these obstacles and these challenges and I felt like a victim. Okay. And I think many people would probably say, well, you were a victim, but hear me out on this because a victim mentality is not helpful. Not at all. I talk about it it all the time. (laughs) It it gives your power to something external, right? right? And now because they have power over you or the situation does, you've given away your ability to do anything with it. And so I look at life now, then and now through this equation. Okay. So I think like you've got the external world, which 99% of the time we have no control over. And then you have your internal response to it. That creates your reality. That's right. Yeah. And you think about like, I remember a teacher told me this one time. She said, Danielle, think about, you know, an alcoholic father that's got two sons. You follow them up later in life and you see one's never touched a drop of alcohol. The other one's an alcoholic. And you ask them both, why are you the way you are? And they both say, well, just look at who my dad was. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> completely different internal responses, right? One right. said, I never touch alcohol because of that. The other one said, well, of course, I'm going to be this way. Look at my role model. And so you have a choice. And that's like, if I can give a message to anyone today, it's, you do have a choice. No matter, It doesn't mean you're accepting what has happened to you. I wasn't okay that this guy had done this. I wasn't happy that I had a brain injury. But I said to myself, all right, I'm miserable. Like this resistance to this, this, you know, pushing, trying to push past, I, it's not working for me. Like I'm anxious and depressed. And I said, I, I need to live a life where I have joy and I have happiness. And if I can do that, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. But if I'm happy, it's going to be a good life. Mm-hmm. And so I started to shift my internal response to everything. And I started to like make it a game. And I said, all right, like, there's new rules that have been put on this game of life for me, right? I can't do all of these things. But then I started to say, well, what can I do? You know, sure. I can sit out in nature, I can lay down in a dark room and meditate. I can sit in the dark and talk with my grandparents because they didn't mind. (laughs) And, you know, all of a sudden there were all these things that I was opened up to being able to do. And I was finding joy again. And what was incredible was that when that happened, I tapped into one of the laws of the universe, which is the law of vibration. And people talk all the time about the law of attraction, right? And it's like, that's a secondary law. Like the primary law is the law of vibration, stating that the state in which you're vibrating at, you're going to attract things in at that level. And for so long, I had been in this victim mentality. I was full of fear, full of anxiety, you know, stressed out. And it's a very low vibration. And so what am I attracting? Well, just more of the same. And then all of a sudden, like I broke out of it, right? Because, you know, I started to shift my mind and I can talk about some of those techniques, but started to shift my mind even more. And now I was in this state of gratitude, of joy, of happiness. And that's a very high vibration. And what was crazy is when I was operating in that space, 
I attracted in the answer to my physical challenges. And I found a, I call it a quantum healing modality, redox signaling. It is what turned my health around. And, you know, now I've got my health back and it's opened up so much over the last eight years, but. That's fascinating. That's awesome. That is absolutely (laughs) awesome. And and, I mean, I think it goes to, goes to show and, and, and for, for everybody listening, it, it really goes to show how powerful our mind is and what our mind can actually do once we decide what you said you, you talked about making choices and it, and it really is about making choices and not focusing on what we cannot do and not focusing on what we don't have or no longer have or focusing on that traumatic event that that happened and staying in that victim mentality it's really fascinating that that somebody can take and take control of their mind. And and I'd never heard about this, the, the vibration. So I want to, I want to get more into that, Danielle, because I think that's really, you know, where it's at. That's, that's the fascinating part about this. But, but yeah, just having that ability to take control of our mind and step into that new space, that better space and, and regain our happiness and regain our purpose. So, so, Talk to me a little bit uh, more about the actual step-by-step process and this vibration thing. I I, I think that's it's very interesting and and it's something that I had never heard of and I'm I'm very much looking forward to learning more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it was interesting the the kind of steps I used. The first thing was observation, and I mean it was forced upon me. You know, I got pulled from life. It's like I got pulled out of the matrix. I got put on the sidelines, and it was like I was watching the world kind of going by. I'm watching my friends go through life, my family, you know, the news people. I'm watching all of this social media. Um, I was observing how people seemed like they were on this like loop. You know, people were sort of repeating the same things. They were complaining about the same things. They were running into the same arguments and I was watching it and I was fascinated by it. And not in like a judgmental way, but just like, huh, like what's going on here? You know, I've never paused enough to be present for me to be present in the moment and see like, wow, this person's coming into this conversation with this going on. This one's coming in with this going on. And of course there's a blow up, you know, it's like, I saw it before it happened. And then I realized like, oh, I'm not immune to this. (laughs) Like, I also have these like unconscious patterns going in me and they're causing me to show up and react and interact to life in a certain way. And so the way I, th- I started to think about it was like, it was like I had sunglasses on and like everybody has sunglasses on and we're looking at the situation in front of us through a lens of something from our past. Typically, it's usually something from that's unresolved from our, fa- our past. Maybe, you know, we're feeling unloved. And so we look at a situation and we say, oh, they did that to me because they don't love me. And like, we're finding validation for these feelings that we have in us that just aren't, aren't accurate, right? They're based on something probably from our childhood that we couldn't process at the time. And so I started to get very curious about like what these sunglasses are. And then I realized, oh my gosh, like the events in life are unfolding for us. Like the challenges we face, the arguments we're having, everything is actually happening so that it can reveal to us the sunglasses we're wearing. Like, what is it that's unfinished? What is it that's holding us back? And I studied a lot of yogic philosophy. Uh, I got really into meditation and started kind of understanding, well, why did they even create meditation? And like, it's meant to be a tool to help you practice realizing that you're more than your thoughts, that you're the person there before, during, and after any thought, but not the thought itself. 
And the yogis talk about how we have these, they call them karmic seeds, like these unresolved things that are within us. My opinion, I think of them as sunglasses, it's just easier. <laughs> but okay, so these like these things have to happen in life to trigger that seed, right? For us to realize there's this unresolved thing within us. And when that happens, you know, typically we get uncomfortable, right? We feel unloved. We feel whatever it might be, not worthy. You know, we feel abandoned, whatever that feeling is, uh, fearful. And we blame the external circumstance because inside of us, it feels like they caused it. But really what's happening is like, not everybody has that same seat. The same situation could happen and like 20 people are going to respond differently to it because it depends on what's inside of them, right? What Mm -hmm, sunglasses mm -hmm. they're wearing, whatever way you want to look at it. And so I started to realize like, how interesting is this? Like life is constantly an opportunity every day, every interaction, every obstacle, every challenge. It's an opportunity to go within and to figure out, okay, what inside of me is having this reaction? What's unresolved? Why am I feeling fearful? Why am I feeling unloved? Why am I not feeling worthy? It's got nothing to do with the current situation. And so I just started to realize, okay, well, this accident, I started to shift my perspective. And I said, well, this accident happened for me, not to me, but for me, what is it revealing? What is it trying to teach me? What is it that I need to learn in this situation? Because what I, what I have realized is that if you don't address the, the lesson you're meant to get, from, from all the, all the teachings that are happening, you know, your triggers are your teachers for sure. If you don't address it, you're going to have to keep learning that same lesson. And it's like, you bang your head on the wall. And how many times we watch people, like, it's like they're caught in this current of like bad luck. And I'm like, well, they're just not learning whatever lesson they're supposed to be learning. Yeah. It's like a negative feedback loop. And they, they just keep on making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And then saying, why does the world hate me? You know? Yeah, no, I, I've I've seen it. You see it in so many people, and it's it's terrible. It's like watching a well, you know, pardon pardon the pun, but it's or not pun, but it, it it's like watching a car accident in slow motion because you see them. <laughs> you see it coming. You see it happening over and over and over again, and and you're like, and especially if it's somebody that you love or, or really care about, you're like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Because so yeah. often. You know, it's like you, you have the answer, but they've almost got to find that answer for themselves. Exactly. And to me, it's like, they're not realizing they're wearing sunglasses. And the moment they realize like, oh, like the way I'm looking at this is all wrong, or I need to put a different lens on, or I need to like resolve why, whatever the reason is, this keeps being drawn to me. Like that's the minute that you can start to then take control of your life again. And that equation I talked about, it's like, So you've got the external world. Now you can start to control your internal response. Like that first initial emotional reaction, like that's free. Everybody has it. To me, that's the opportunity to then step out and go, oh, interesting. Why did I just get angry? Like, what is this actually about? You know, Um, because I should have no preference. Like life is always unfolding in the exact best way for everyone. Like that's just, that's how life is when we allow it to flow. But we, as people start to have preferences, we think, oh, it should be this way. It ought to be that way. Like, no, sometimes you're just being guided in a different way. Like that door was supposed to close because another one was supposed to open and we get, you know, angry. We start to butt against the door that closed. Like, no, just like flow with life. You know, that's one of the lessons I had to learn. And it's amazing what opens up when you get into a flow. But I think that once you start to take control and you say, okay, 
this, this was the initial reaction, but how do I actually want to be in life? Like, how do I want to interact and react to people? Right. You don't want to be around angry people. You know, no. like think about the people you like being around. They're always happy and they're non-judgmental and they're loving. And like, that is the space I wanted to gain. And so that's how I started to show up no matter what showed up in my life. That's how I was being. And what was crazy. And this is where we'll get into it. What you um, were wanting to know about the law of vibration is this is what I realized. So first you observe what's going on. Then you realize it's happening for you. Now you take control and say, okay, well, how do I want to interact and react? And let's forget about that emotional response. Let's figure out you know, what I want to insert there. Once you do that, you start to realize that you actually create your reality from the inside out. You make the choices about how you're going to interact and react and how you show up. And the way that I've now learned that the universe works is, and this is like as clear as the law of gravity. Okay. So people talk about the law of attraction all the time. Oh, you think this and like, it's going to come to you. And like, there's countless information out there about this. Right. But what is underlying that? Why does the law of attraction work? And why doesn't it work for some people? It's because your vibrational state. Okay. The way that it works is like, like attracts like. And so when I say vibration, like my degrees in biology. And so when I first started learning about energy and this and that, I was like, what are people talking about? (laughs) The easiest way to kind of think about it is feel the energy when someone's angry. Like you can walk into a room and you know, when there's anger, when there's sadness, you also know when there's joy, when there's laughter, like you feel it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that there's like a, there's like a frequency, like every emotion that you have, it it has a frequency and that frequency is what you're emitting to the world. And it's what is then attracting in. So when you are, you know, angry, you're going to bring anger everywhere you go to the interactions. And also it's going to start, things are going to start unfolding to just like, you know, keep that validate that. When you are grateful and you're in a space of gratitude and you move up to that vibration, all of a sudden things start coming in that allow you to be more and more grateful for life. And and so I, in my book, um, the last chapter I talk about, you know, create, because once you realize that, okay, you get to decide, you know, your emotional state, which also then influences the actions that you take. You take different actions when you're in a space of anger than you do when you're in a space of gratitude. And the actions you take also start to dictate your external world. And when you're in, when you have a different lens on life, when you're angry, you're not so open. You know, when you're in fear, you really shut down. When you're in a space of gratitude, of joy, of happiness, you're totally open. You say yes to life. And that's how things start to unfold, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's when you get into this flow. And that's when all of a sudden, it's like you can't steer a parked car. But once you get in and you start saying yes, and things are opening, like the right people come into your world, the right circumstances. And it's funny because they might have been there before, but you weren't in the right state to see it. Right. You were operating on different planes. Exactly. It's just you're missing each other. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I've talked talked so much on the podcast, Danielle, about... Uh, you know, attitude of gratitude and personal accountability and, and, and being able to attract what we, what we exude, you know, and, and how smiles and bad moods are contagious. And, and this, you're, you're speaking my language. And, and this is, this is so important for people to understand, because I, I, I think that they don't realize how often they are missing 
uh, out on 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 certain things because they are operating on different planes by by being in that bad mood and, and just always being that you know that grumpy Gus and with the with the negative scowl on your face and 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 just being in a bad mood those are contagious you're going to attract more of that and you know I've talked about the reticular activating system and and how you know if if you start you can only focus on so many things right so so this is I, I had never thought about it about this you know the the vibration frequency thing or whatever but but the reality is is you can only focus on so many things so when you were going through your trauma and you were stuck in, in this in this fog this this mental fog and you're just miserable and you're mad and, and you're 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 stuck in this victim mentality you can only focus on those same things that keep you in that victim mentality. Exactly. You are stuck. You are stuck on that plane. And until you make the conscious decision to get off that frequency, right? Yes. You're going to continue to attract those things. You are only going to be able to focus on those things. And it and it's it's that perpetual victim mentality it's that negative feedback loop it's that car accident and slow motion that you're just watching people continue to make the same mistakes and attract the same bad people and, and just hurt themselves over and over and over again yeah. and, and so I, I think you have got so much value in in what you're saying here because it, it is so important and you've lived it you you oh, yeah. this is your personal experience this is what you've done it's not just a theory it's reality. Oh, for sure. And like, and I hate to say this sometimes to people, but like, no one's coming to save you. You know, like look in the mirror. That's the person. Like if you want your world to change, it's got to come from within you. And that's the opportunity. Like that's why you're having the challenges. That's why you're in the bad relationship. That's why things are happening at work in that way. Because the, the world, the universe, it's trying to show you that there is something more within you, that you need to go within yourself and pull something different out of you if you want different results. It's not going to come from somebody else. And it was so, so interesting because you know, talk about missing things. So, you know, I didn't know about the law of vibration. I didn't realize what I was doing. We get a phone call from, uh, my mom did, from a friend of hers. She'd been a prior student of hers. And she was an acupuncturist. And she said, I started using this technology in my practice. It's called Redox Signaling. The company's called ASEA. And she said, every one of my clients is having a benefit with this stuff. And she said, all of them are having different benefits because this it stimulates the, the call for help that the cells use so that the body can find what's damaged and repair it. And she said, you know, you made more when you were young. If you've got a lot of damage, it's like having one bar of service on your cell phone. Like Cells are not being able to alert the system and they're not repairing. And she's, you know, she said, I think could help Danielle. Like first thing I thought of was a little passive blood brain barrier can help her. And I missed it. My mom was like, yes, this is it. She bought it. She brought it home. And I was like, this sounds ridiculous. This sounds too good to be true. Like I just totally couldn't see it. And it's so interesting because it's like, I had drawn in the answer, like on a silver platter. I mean, it was like, bing, here's the answer. You know, and I, I had expected to just like wake up healthy one day. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. Looking back, it's like laughable. I don't know why I thought like, oh, well, I'm just, it's going to happen. Like by the grace of God, boom, I'm going to be healed. Like, no, sometimes it's like, you need to open certain doors, use certain things, find certain specialists that are going to support you in helping you get, you know, where you want to go. <laughs> so it took six months. This stuff was in my house. It's a... Uh, it's a blue bottle. It's a liquid that you drink. 
And my mom started using it because I wasn't using it. And so it was so it was so funny because I'm watching my mom. My mom had bone on bone in her hands. Okay, so she like she couldn't make a full fist. A lot of discomfort. I'm sure you've got you know friends, family like that too. It's 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 tough. Bone on bone in your joints. Sure. And yeah. my mom starts drinking this just like four ounces a day. And six weeks later, she gets full range of motion back in her hands. Like she's able to grab the knife again, cut the vegetables. Like she's not in any discomfort anymore. And I'm watching that. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this has got to be a placebo. Like how in the world that that stuff didn't do it. You know, I could not, I just, for whatever reason, I couldn't see it. So, but my dad saw it. And so again, right. Talk about lenses. Everyone's looking at things from different angles. My dad's like, well, there's the answer to my joint problem. So he starts taking it. He has a bad knee. He's been exercising every day of his life. He played, you know, college football, but that's what hurt his knee ended his career. And so he's always had an issue for like 30 years. So he starts using it and 10 days in, he's not having to wear his brace. Um, he's feeling like he's 30 again in his workouts. He's like doing more. He's recovering faster after the workout. And I'm like watching it going, how is this possible? You know. But we started to look at the research. And interestingly, back then, a lot of the research was on athletes. It was showing what this was doing to increase endurance. It was showing what it was doing to help with repair because the it was in like the supplement category. They couldn't do like we're used to with drug trials. Like they couldn't do, well, what does this do for like a specific disease or illness? They could do like structure function stuff. And anyway, they can do things with athlete, athletes. So that's what the research was on. And I remember like part of my mind being like, Danielle, this is the answer. But then some other part of me, like doubting it, it was such an interesting internal battle I was having. But eventually I just said, all right, well, it can't hurt me. You know, it might help me. Let me try it too. And, uh, started using it. And about three months in, like my world started to shift, like the pounding that had been relentless in my head for two years stopped. So the headaches, it, it helped with the headaches. It helped with the fog. Oh yeah. It, I started to be able to concentrate again. I had energy again. I could get the word out. I wanted to, it was like the lights came back on, like literally that all the fogginess, um, I had clarity again. Well, and, yeah. And my cognitive therapist was like, Danielle, I've worked with this type of injury for 30 years. I've never seen somebody have such a rapid recovery. So far out from the initial trauma, she was like, with your injury, that just doesn't happen. And she's the one that said, what the hell is that stuff you started drinking? <laughs> wow. And um, yeah, that opened me up because I, I didn't know. I said to her, I said, I thought it was salt water. I said, I don't know what the heck this stuff is. And she said, well, we got to find out. And that, that was a conversation, gosh, eight years ago. And after I started to learn what it was and how it worked, I just like, I got lit up and I said, okay, now I'm starting to see why this all unfolded like it did, you know, because now I'm in a position here. I am. I have a degree in biology. I used to be a teacher. I've watched this biotechnology change my life when doctors told me like nothing could touch it. And I said, well, I'm in a position now to help a lot of other people. And so I just took that and I ran and I just started talking to anybody that would listen you know, and I, I had moved to Florida. I didn't know a soul down here, except the person I moved down here to be with. And I just, it spread in that community. It was like, I lit a fire and it's just like turned into a wildfire. It's gone global. I've helped thousands of people with their health. And so it's one of these things that like, I look back and I'm so grateful for my car accident for so many reasons, for the awareness, the perspective I've gotten, you know, how I'm able to just take my own power back now with any situation but also the position that because of that, it's like a door closed so another could open. And now I'm here as a beacon of hope for a lot of people, as a sure. voice 
to like raise awareness about, Hey, you've got options, you know, when it comes to your health and yeah, it's just been a wild ride. <laughs> sure. No, absolutely. And it's called redox. You said it- R-E-D-O-X. It stands for reductance and oxidants. And I mean, I don't want to give a whole science lesson here, but basically reductants are negatively charged. Okay. So they're, they're giving electrons and oxidants are positively charged. Like we're working with electron transfer. That's why I call it quantum healing. Like we're down on that level. And that's how our cells communicate every cell in your body. You know, it does it through electron transfer that activates certain things, turns off certain things, brings other things under control. It's what alerts the system of damage. And so when you can replenish your system supply, like you can't be allergic to this stuff. It's completely non-toxic. Your body looks at it as if it made it. It's just like your gas tank has gotten lower as you've gone through life. Mm-hmm, and there mm-hmm. ought to be no way to put more redox in your system or signal in. And they figured it out. And so you can drink it or they also have a topical that you can like rub it on and like tell your body, Hey, go there. <laughs> you know, this is where we need the repair. Um, it's phenomenal what we see like within 10 minutes with that, with that gel, but it's been wild. I mean, there's not a challenge. I haven't seen it touch. And so it's just, to me, you know, things are changing. Like we have, I don't know, people's awareness too, of like looking for options. I think we're so, we were so like programmed and told, oh, the answer isn't a pill or surgery. Like that's just Mm -hmm. how in our society, you know, listeners here in the U S like it's very much in our face. Me too. So I grew up, you know, but there's more out there, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, that medical community told me there was nothing they could do for me yet. An acupuncturist had something that could help, you know, so much. I always tell people like, you got to be your own advocate when it comes to your health and do not oh, sure. an opinion as truth. You know, it's an opinion <laughs> and, sure. you know, take it, be informed, you know, find out what everybody has to say. And then, you know, you, you make your choices because it's your body and you've got to live in it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I, you know, as somebody who spends, uh, well, pretty much every waking moment in my life now in pain, I, it's probably something that I'm, I'm I'm interested in trying just because I uh yeah I've I've my knees have been shot for you know twenty some years now uh, and uh, yeah I've broke more bones and had more surgeries than most people that I know. Um, what did so you do? Good lord! <laughs> I I was just very rough on my body. I, I treated it like I wasn't going to make it past thirty, and now I'm well well beyond there. Um, but uh, yeah, so so yeah, I'm not going to lie, Daniel. I spend in awful lot of time in an awful lot of pain but mm-hmm. it's so yeah i'm definitely interested in in uh in hearing more about that and and that's one of the great things about doing this podcast danielle is not only do i get to meet fascinating people and, and have these great conversations but you just never know what you're going to pick up you know no. and, and you know here you and i are talking about mindset and and how you know you you used the power of of positive thinking and 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 just the uh you know getting out of that victim mindset to to really turn yourself around and how that in turn brought you to this and then now this brought it to me and and whatever so so yeah i i love things like this because you just don't know like i said operating on different planes operating on different planes and 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 when you when you have these conversations or when i have these conversations rather i just don't know what's going to come out of them but i know it's always going to be something good uh, when, I was gonna say when you put good out, that's what returns like talking about that law of vibration. Again, you're unconsciously tapping into it. Now you're going to have awareness about it. And so you can even steer it in different ways. But just the fact that 
you know, you you derate the hate. Like the fact that you said, look, I want to put a message of positivity out there because there's so much hate, so much fear, so much of the low vibrational things out there. You didn't even know that you were switching to a higher vibrational tone, right? And because you did that, of course, you're drawing in things that are going to support you and help you and support and help your listeners. Like that's, you know, that that's just it. And it's, it's amazing to watch how things unfold when we, again, allow life to flow, when we stop our mind chatter about how we think it should be, ought to be, whatever. And we just say, okay, well, this is what it is. <laughs> so what choice am I going to make to interact or show up and how am I going to do it, right? You watched all the craziness happening online, all the intensity, all the hate. And you said, all right, I'm not going to get angry about it. I'm going to shed light. You know, I'm going to have positive conversations. I'm going to just change the narrative to one that I think is going to serve more people and help them become more. And like, look what's unfolding for you. It's just, it's amazing. You're, you're a beautiful example. That's awesome. So cool, Danielle. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. And, and the DTH listeners can find out more about this, uh, this redox technology and stuff in the show notes. And then, you know, in turn to, to follow you. So, so that's something I encourage people to check out. I know it's something that I'm going to check out. Because like I said, as somebody who lives in a lot of pain all the time, I'm not, I'm not just looking for the positivity. I'm looking for real results on how I can better my life all the time. And, and that's why these conversations are so important. Danielle, it's been an amazing conversation. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. I, like I said, at the beginning of our conversation, I love listening to stories of people who triumph over trauma, you know, people are, are, who, who overcome adversity. You're definitely one of those people and you are definitely bringing a lot of light to uh to people in this world and and i appreciate it i know the listeners will appreciate it and uh i can't tell you how much i i I just thank you very much oh well thanks for having me on and guys if you're listening and want to talk more i mean obviously the website danielle.timacia.com it has a contact me like put your information out there i'm happy to have a consult and discuss more i've also my ebook um you guys can click and listen and download for free it's just like a little a little guide uh, i think mentors help us collapse time right like the journey i went through over the last 10 years i wouldn't tell you to walk the same path and learn from my lessons <laughs> and take that and uh, take your your life to the next level um so well thanks for having me on Friends, to find out more about Danielle Matthews, her ebook, and to learn more about ASEA products, check out the show notes at www.deratethehate.com. Friends, if there's anything in this episode that provided exceptional value to you, please make sure to hit that share button. Share it with your friends, share it far and wide. And of course, if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe right from our website so you can get the Derate the Hate podcast sent to your email inbox every week. So this is Wilk wrapping up for the week saying get out there. Be kind to one another. Be grateful for everything that you've got and remember it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. If there is something that you would like to share with me, you can catch me on most social media platforms or you can email me directly, wilk at wilksworld.com. With that, my friends, I am going to back on out of here and we will catch you next week. Take care.